can't believe there's a hundred episodes of a little podcast that could NXT and NXT UK across the ring, across the pond. This is Raped and Gold. Hello, everyone. Global Boys here, and I'm so glad you're rocking with me. So many people are watching now on Facebook, on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and LinkedIn. Let us tell us to take it down. I'm currently in Nashville for SummerSlam, but I just want to say if it wasn't for you guys watching live or on demand, the show wouldn't exist. But it definitely wouldn't be a show. Not my broadcast colleague. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. I'm not allowed to say the word fantastic anymore. So I'll just say the pretty good guy, Jack Farmer. How's it going, man? Welcome. You literally say I couldn't have done it without you to every single person. I, you made me feel before we go on, on air, you, Jack, couldn't have done it without you. I'm like, wow, I feel so great. And then I have to sit in the green room while you're like, and I couldn't have done it without you or without you or yeah. without you. It's what? a completely meaningless compliment, Flopo. Well, you know what? Last week, I could have called you fantastic. Now I can't do things without you. Which one is it? I, you know... You, you got to work on your praise. I, I just want some better praise. <laughs> I want your praise. Your praise. If you're going to praise me, do it right is what I'm saying. But you know what? It is actually something <laughs> that we should both be very proud of. A hundred episodes. It's been so long that you look back and the, the comedy of the fact that we started this show because it was the pandemic. Everything was closed down. We were looking for yeah. stuff to do, looking for ways to continue to make content. Now you think of it. I think to myself, Wait, this was a, a lockdown show that we started? Totally. Here we are. The world is open. You're in Nashville getting ready to host SummerSlam. And Hosting? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> we can't afford I me. saw you talking to, to Mr. Money in the Bank Theory himself. I, I, I didn't see this, yeah. but I'm sure you were giving him advice on how to cash in and really helping to guide the youngster. But, yeah, I'd say you're hosting it. You're kind of the biggest part of SummerSlam. We all know that we couldn't afford Jack Farmer's rate. That's why he isn't there right now. But shout out to Dylan Matthews in the chat, our Australian correspondent, wakes up at the crack of dawn on Thursday mornings to listen. And, well, of course, you got Chris and Marie always helping us out being in the chat. And Lamb. Lamb has really been an advocate for the show. Yeah, couldn't do without him, Jack. Uh, I'm a lamb guy. You know, you can get uh, shirts with his name on it. There's support to support him here in Southern California. I'm a lamb son guy. Wait, how do I do that? Lamb, let me know in the link in the chat how I can get some lamb merch. I mean, I'll buy it. I'm not asking for free lamb merch. I'd be too cheap, but uh, let me know. <laughs> you know, in a very just classic way, it's not even, it's not. It, this is America taking advantage of the world here. It's not even him doing the shirt. It's at, it's other guys called the Enterprise who uh, who made the shirt, and they're collecting and reaping the rewards. That's how you do it, really. Like, hey, can I buy your draped and gold intellectual property? Excellent. That's <laughs> though I will probably go be buying one. So it worked perfectly for them. Everybody wins. <laughs> let's let's get into it. NXT UK uh, was a banger of uh, episode, even though if you do the spoilers, you know some things are brewing. But we don't talk about what happened this week on the surface. One of my favorites on the brand, Wolfgang, Ow. had a match against Ilya Dragunov in the NXT. <laughs> Uh, and again, thanks to Wolfgang, I've heard the word Glaswegian more times than I care to count. Had a match against Ilya Dragunov for the NXT United Kingdom Championship, which is kind of weird not being behind my shoulder for a change. But the match mm -hmm. certified banger, but it looked like Ilya took a beating this week. Going into this match, you had there were rumors that maybe Dragunov had been hurt. Maybe he'd been injured. And I have to confess when I first heard these rumors, uh, I remember when Biggie uh, was speaking about when Tupac got shot and when I first heard about it. And his response was what again? Yeah, so what? Yeah. He's going to keep going. 
uh, that's kind of what I thought with Dragunov. He's like hurt. I was like, what again? Yeah, he's gonna he's hurt, but he's gonna fight through it, and he's gonna keep being champion forever because you can't stop Dragunov. He's unstoppable. And um, watch, that's what it means. Yeah, he, exactly. That's you don't you don't earn a name like that in a place as tough as NXT UK without being unstoppable. And the match started, and you could see immediately that there were issues with the back. You could see immediately there were problems, and. To his credit, Dragunov continued to fight forward and continued to do what made him possibly one of the best wrestlers of the year so far this year. I think you could make a very strong case for that already. And I can't believe he found a way to win. He found a way to get a big win over Wolfgang, and he should be very proud of himself for finding a way to pull this out, to gut this one out. And especially the way he did, injured back and all, still hoisted up Wolfgang to yeah. get the pin there. It sounds like if you read, you know, if you hear the rumors, maybe some changes are afoot. But for now, you got to just you got to just respect Dragunov and what he was able to do. Here's a question that sounds easy on the surface, but it gets more difficult the more you think about it. Because of what happened, was today's result an upset? It was an upset because Dragunov was there right for the picking and Wolfgang Wolfgang showed to me weakness today. Wolfgang showed weakness, not necessarily one that uh, that is fixable. Not not necessarily one he should be necessarily even not even be proud of. But NXT UK is just law of the jungle. It is you have to be ruthless to survive there. You have Tiger to be ruthless. Style. Yeah, you have to. You <laughs> cannot let anything slow you down and when there is blood in the water when you see weakness you have to pounce on it but throughout this match you could see wolfgang he would he would do a move and he would focus on the back because he knew it was something that that was hurting dragging off but every time he do a move you could almost you could see him stop and be like are we good are we good yeah. What Wolfgang needs to do, if you want to beat someone like Dragunov, if you want to be a champion of a place like NXT UK, when you look back at the people who have been champions before, those little seconds, that those little moments that you wait and hesitate to make sure that your opponent is okay, that is the difference between Dragunov retaining and Wolfgang not getting the win here tonight. And that is why I say there's a weakness. As I think if Wolfgang had Ooh. the same kind of energy as maybe the previous champion had, as yeah. maybe Dragunov has, there would not be that second of hesitation. And this match not only would have ended differently, but I think would have ended much shorter. Breaking news. Jack says, I love your hair, but you're weak. Flap says, uh, what's up, Lobo and Jack? Thursdays get 10 times better when you guys take the spotlight. Oh, yeah. But to follow what you were saying, Jack, with the hate and shade, is there a a Doctor Strange reality where Wolfgang ever becomes NXT UK champion. Oh, absolutely. Wolfgang is about as tough as they come. I mean, he's, look, they were talking about it on commentary today. He slimmed down, he worked on the cardio, but he's still just as big. He's still fast. He's a tough dude. He has everything you're looking for if you want someone to be an NXT champion. So, of course, he could be the NXT UK champion. I think mean, he could go stateside and be a 2.0 champion if he wanted to. So he has everything you need. I think, if anything, this is going to be one of those matches he looks back on and says to myself, I learned a lot because I learned that those little hesitations are going to kill me. And I think he's going to come back stronger and more ruthless than ever. I do not look forward or I do not uh, envy the person who has to face him next. Because I feel like Wolfgang's next match, he's going to be very vicious.
Let's talk about hesitation elsewhere. We had a, another women's match. And I got to say, I mentioned this on Twitter. If you watch Level Up 2.0 or NXT UK this week, you got a heaping helping of women's matchups. And we were worried about the future of that roster about a year ago now. Forget it. <laughs> but Amel and Blair Davenport had a match. These are two women that are very, very similar. You know, they all look so different on the surface about having momentum, being seen as presumptive number one or number two contenders, and for whatever reason, did not get the way they want. They came to a head. Blair Davenport gets the win. So question number one, is Blair Davenport the presumptive number two contender? And two, where does Amel go from here, Jack? I do not think that Blair Davenport is the presumptive number two contender. If what? If we're going to presume things, she's the presumptive number one contender. Saray is. What are you she's talking not the next about? In a match, I mean, Saray is next next in line, but that doesn't mean she's the number one contender. The number one contender is Blair Davenport. Okay. When you're at Davenport, you're born better, and you're born into the number one contendership spot. The last name is all she needs to be the number one contender. Just because she's not next on the schedule does not mean that she's not the highest ranked, most likely contender for that title. No, no, Right. Yeah, <laughs> the, the legal ease lawyer jack over here <laughs> if you ascertain the actual presumptive use of the word presumptive shut up <laughs> you're being presumptuous in trying to presume this i can't i can't with you <laughs> she's she's the, i would presume she's the number one contender there's no one more dangerous look she got a win over a mel i mean how do you argue that a win over a mel someone who is taken the world by a storm one of the biggest fan favorites in nxt uk someone that a lot of people has been saying that is going to be the next champion for a long time now blair davenport got to win a tough win but got to win over her saray helped the champion win a match right she okay. helped the champion win a match versus blair davenport beating one of the toughest opponents in nxt uk i think she's the presumptive number one contender i think saray just has her appointment up first well, it looks like the chat, as always, agrees with you. Dylan Matthews uh, says first, uh, she's Davenport level. Oh, of course, she gets the dub. Yes. And, of course, she gets the dub. With Lamb saying, she broke the French hope, but it was clear because she's a Davenport. Is the French hope actually broken there, Jack? She's not broken. You can't hold it against someone for losing to a Davenport. Oh, you can't. come on. I mean... <laughs> that's not that's like saying you know like i don't hold it against eric bischoff for going against vincent mann and losing you know like he did a pretty good job i think eric bischoff is <laughs> proud of what he was able eric to bischoff to Amel? i think amel is to be very proud of the fact that she really put up a good fight there i think amel showed that hope is a perfect word to describe her because i hope she continues to work on her craft hope she continues to grow and hope she gets another shot down the line but for right now this is Blair Davenport has decided she wants something. And when a Davenport decides they want something, it's theirs. I'm actually just jealous of your swag this week, man. That suit is Chris. It's episode 100. Yeah. I can't believe we get this far. I really don't. I really thought we'd been done by episode 12. I remember um, there was a time we said, hey, we got past eight episodes. That means we've done better than the average podcast. Absolutely. Remember, okay, deep cut, if you guys remember this, we had a proto show called Wrestling With Your Questions. Oh, what a hoot. Okay. What so a, the, the cinematic <laughs> episode will always live in a hybrid nightmare dream uh, <laughs> for me. Oh, that was peak pandemic. That was 2020. Uh, <laughs> so we, we mentioned it before. Saray and Mako Satomura had like the most awkward slash the dopest press conference, sharing a microphone, just giving each other snaps, doing the dozens. This match here is something I would, was looking forward to on purely a technical wrestling level, but now there's a layer of story that says, I wonder what happens if Saray gets the dub. 
Yes, I thought both of these two really represented themselves well here today. I think uh, I love that Saray was a little feisty here. She showed a little bit of disrespect where she says, I'm the sunrise and Mako's the sunset. I think she painted a picture for us watching to say, yeah, you know what? Maybe Mako is in the uh, the sunset of her career where Saray is on the come up. But Mako said it best in, in just the most disrespectful, backhanded way. Everyone says they can beat me, but no one can beat me. Dang. <laughs> what, a great, what a great factual comment to just put Saray back in her place. Mako, someone, you know, it's crazy that the person she beat, what we called the forever champion. And think about how long ago it was that the former champion was the champion doesn't have the same name anymore, but oh yeah, it, it was that long ago. We're getting to the point where now it feels like Mako is the forever champion. Everyone says they can beat Mako Satomura, but no one ever does. Damn, man. Just dropping bars. It's almost like when those are parental advisory stickers. Uh, so you think Mako retains next week? I think Mako retains next week. I think she's, I think that she knows that it's her destiny for her sunset to be against the Davenport. I think this is the perfect final chapter for Mako Satomura to, to lose the title to someone as respected, to someone as talented, and someone who was born as great as a Davenport. I think it's just a really perfect poetic ending, and I think Mako knows she needs to get there, so she'll have that motivation. Speaking of things I don't believe, I don't believe Shaw Samuels is completely broke, man. I mean, I think he's just totally doing this lying song and dance. He probably has a stack of cash somewhere. What's going on with the Eastern bookie? All these vultures just bleeding Shaw Samuels dry. This guy clearly He's, he's having he's having financial troubles. He's having a rough run of luck. And of they're coming up to him and they're just trying to take his money. Gimme, 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 gimme. That's all they're saying. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And Shaw Samuels, look, he could be a he could be a jerk. He could run. He could not pay his bills. Like, what are they gonna do? He could he could he could run off to NXT 2.0, go stateside, cross the Atlantic. No one's ever gonna find him. But what does Shaw Samuels do? He's a good guy. He understands business. He understands he owes money. He's not going to hurt his credit score. So, no, he keeps his paying his bills. What he credit score do bookies have debt. in England? What? <laughs> what credit score do bookies have? You don't want to become one of those uh, <laughs> low-rated bookies, right? So, <laughs> so the back. whole thing is off the books. That's why I forget it. Forget it. It's the thing is their credit scores are more like restaurant scores, where it's like A, B, and C. He doesn't oh, okay, want to yeah. A right now. He doesn't want to go down to B because then he'll never get any more business. So like, who's ratifying these ratings? <laughs> Just, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Well, there's a committee that you go to. The bookie committee. He's on the east end. He he represents the east end. Uh, but usually there's a centralized booking committee. What are we doing? <laughs> the 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 south end, you don't want to go there. They have terrible bookies, by the way. You yeah, don't want to be a part of that. Uh, the west, the you know, east end, though, they've got a lot of good bookies there. Jack knows. Yes, that's where I, that's where I do all my bookkeeping. <laughs> right. My bookkeep. That's a whole different. Excuse me, Mr. Samuels, what's going on? So but here's the thing though. I think I think he's doing a great job of paying things back. I think he's very honorable. I think I think if if I was here right now, I would give Shaw Samuels a firm handshake and say, Great job, chum, before turning in my booking slip. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. On brand. Does he still hang out with Noam Dar though? Noam cost him the money because he lost that match fair and square. 
Well, he mentioned today that Noam was, wasn't happy with him. And I think it's because Noam wasn't sure if he'd be able to pay back all his bills, but I'm sure once he shows up, you know, with nothing but his pants on, because he paid back everybody, I think Noam Dar is going to be like, <laughs> check please. Oh my God. Uh, real quick before we get to our opening contest this week, uh, Oliver Carter, uh, a little bit confused. Basically wrote a note to the familiar being like, to hell with your group. I'm taking down Rohan Raja. And I know you're objective. You're going to say the familiar is one of the strongest forces in NXT UK. Not disputing that because, frankly, I'm tired of disputing that. But if you took down Teoman, why would you go after Rohan Raja? You you cut off the head of the beast of the familiar. If you know your literature, you know Robin Hood, and you know that Robin Hood only let into his gang people who could best him in a fight. And so yeah. that is someone like Teoman. Teoman doesn't want people weaker than him. He wants to lead people who are stronger than him. And that's why beating Teoman doesn't necessarily mean that you've beaten the very best of De Familia. But I, what I saw here with this is I saw a guy in Oliver Carter just being disrespectful. Definitely has been nothing but respectful. They offer him, they offer him companionship, friendship, nay, a family, and he spits in their face. They still try to help him out in the gym. They're like, let's work out together. Let's make you better. And he's like, no, he's still a jerk. So they say, cool, let's just have a straight up match. Maybe we'll test each other. Iron sharpens iron. And Oliver Carter wins, and he's still a jerk to them. And now he's what breaking into their house and drinking their wine and messing up their place and leaving nasty notes. Oliver Carter's a jerk. Wait, wait, I didn't wait, know wait, Ashton wait. Smith was keeping him so friendly. Wait, wait, this wasn't a nasty gram. He politely declined via written correspondence. If that's not classy, Jack, I don't know what is. I can't believe you can't read sarcasm. I, I really can't. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I go, why does everyone hate me? Well, what, what does that have to do with Oliver Carter, though? Oliver Carter is just a jerk. I think we see now that Ashton Smith, I've always been a fan of the guy, was was the nice guy that, that kept Oliver Carter in line. Now that he's gone, Oliver Carter has just become a jerk, trying to get in everyone's business, even when people are trying to be nice to him. Even when Dee Familia, imagine how good Oliver Carter is. Look how good he is. Look how talented the he is. The hottest wrestler under the sun. stylish he is. Hottest wrestler under the sun, by the way. But imagine how great he would be if he was part of Dee Familia. And I think that's why Dee Familia is constantly trying to, to work with him. Even though he's been disrespectful, they're, they're, they're like, I understand that you may not understand how good you can be yet, but we believe in you. It, it's a very, Tiamon's very much like Mr. Miyagi. You know, Danielson was kind of immature, not ready to understand his full potential. Tiamon is like Mr. Miyagi, seeing that, like, I'm going to work with you and I'm going to help make you the very best you can be, even though Oliver Carter doesn't understand it yet. The gymnastics, man. <laughs> She's like, oh, man, Deepa Billion, they're actually good people. They're not. They're awful. They, they're terrible. They helped him. Could you imagine you're in the gym and you're like, oh, I got to put the weights on both sides of the rack, and then boom, <laughs> there Dempsey is helping you out. And then you spit in his face. I mean, just think about the, the gymnastics you have to pull to make that make sense. Hey, putting the weights on the easy part. That's the fun part to do. It's actually lifting it afterwards. Uh, I like to just leave them there. That's my favorite part. Uh, oh, you're that guy. See y'all? You see? Uh, mm -hmm. let's... <laughs> don't worry. I don't wipe it down. <laughs> That's awful. All right. <laughs> top of the show today was NXT United Kingdom Tag Team Championship. Briggs and Jensen, the American-born NXT UK Tag Team Champs against a primate, Mark Andrews. I'm a big fan of either men. I don't think so, Jack, but 
ultimately, the good old boys of USA walk me over the dub. Talk to me. I mean, by the way, Briggs and Jensen walking in dressed like Flobo and I dressed when we're not on the show because we're Americans coming <laughs> into NXT UK. I've been wrestling, y'all. By the way, if you don't if you don't live in America, that's how we all dress every day. It's just like Briggs and Jensen. Freedom. Uh, free, freedom's the only way. They come in and they go up against two guys who have a ton of pedigree in the tag team division. I think Briggs and Jensen really showed just how talented they are, how tough they are. They were getting compared to guys like the APA, which I think is absolutely correct. And the Americans stand tall again. I ask you, Flobo, is this proof that Americans are just tougher? Ooh, I will not say that because most of our fan base is from England. But I, I will say it's it very apparent that the United States talent in NXT 2.0 has pretty much won that world's collide the past three months. And so uh, the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, here they come in and uh, it's either that or I know you're big, a big fan of both Wild Boar and uh, Andrews. But I like everybody. It's either it's either either the Americans are just tough, or maybe your favorite teams, Flobo, aren't as good as you thought. Whoa, they were. whoa, whoa, whoa! I I like Briggs and Jensen, I do, and I gotta give shout out to Nigel for telling us the entire story of Brooke. Poor, poor Brooks, man. Like, oh yeah, he had trouble dating, but he's here now. <laughs> it's like I wish I don't have a match with Nigel on commentary because he would totally <laughs> give you the backhanded thing. Like, yeah, he thought Archie Comics was the best written piece of literature. But here comes Lobito. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is Brooke. funny. He's he's trying to. Explain explain who they are but like in the worst ways yeah i could imagine if we were on the show and nigel's out there and like and of course jack farmer's mom isn't proud of his career choice <laughs> <laughs> he rolled his ankle getting out of his car last week you know? <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> nigel stop helping stop helping and, and you can see there he has something in his teeth from breakfast this morning <laughs> <laughs> why well, are you pointing out these things that no one once pointed out nigel? i have no idea i got something something a dub something 100 bucks uh, so the match ends up with, a, with the titles being retained. Was this the upset? Because I felt with Briggs and Jensen dealing with stuff stateside that they'd be distracted in the United Kingdom. So was this something you expected? It's funny you say that because after I saw this, I thought to myself the exact same thing. The first time through, maybe they got a surprise win over everybody. And there was also was a four-way. So there was a little bit of uh, of you know chaos and anarchy there. And so I was thinking the same thing. Could this have been the upset? But then I realized... Uh, no, it's not. And I'll wow. tell you why it's, it's not an upset. It's because, uh, I've been saying for a long time, wild boar needs someone like Eddie Dennis to guide him. Oh or he's my not God. Here we go. And Andrews has been so focused on his subculture instead of the broader picture of the world that he's narrow minded himself into a, into a point where he can't be expected to win matches against bigger, stronger opponents like this. So if these guys have been listening to what I've been saying on this show, they'd be primed to win, but they haven't. So guys like Briggs and Jensen are able to just pick the pieces and get a big win here. Why do you somehow always put Eddie Dennis? He's not even on the show. He's not even in catering. He's probably teaching a class somewhere. Well, I mean, that's that's debatable. But look, I don't think Wild Boar will ever be in the Eddie Dennis business for a long time coming. Then again, Eddie Dennis does need some clients because, you know, his boys fired him a couple months ago. How's that working out for him? Uh, all right. Uh, before we move on to NXT <laughs> 2.0, with a mic drop, uh, Jack Farmer, <laughs> uh, any other notes, news and notes you got this week? 
this was um, this was a very interesting match to watch in the uh, that main event. Just to to circle back on that. Oh no, I did have one more thing I wanted to add. One more thing. Tyler Bates a jerk. No, he's not. Stop. I mean, Flobo, you have you have a technical equipment you use all the time, and you have technical equipment that other people will use in some cases, and it's. A, such a rude thing for when they disrespect it, right? Like when someone uses your microphone and they do the mic drop. I don't know where you're going yeah. with this, but yes. Yeah, here Tyler Bate is backstage. And there's just a cameraman roaming roaming the streets as they do. <laughs> like wild animals. This wayward cameraman. This wayward cameraman <laughs> walking around. Okay. Tyler Bate sees one, grabs it roughly, starts yelling into it, and then slams it down on the ground. Like now this guy has to go get a new camera. He's got to explain to his boss, hey boss, my camera's broken. Why is it broken, Johnson? And he's like, Well, you know, Tyler Bate grabbed it. Oh, the namaste guy grabbed the camera and broke it. Right. Okay, we're taking it out of your pay. This you poor cameraman. Say- he doesn't make. He doesn't. The cameraman's not making wrestler money. This is nothing to Tyler Bate. But Tyler Bate, he storms off where the cameraman has to tell this story about a guy who's known for being peaceful and not doing this kind of stuff. Broke his broke his his camera. What a jerk! Draped in gold, we cover NXT and NXT UK, and Jack Mark puts over the cameraman. He's just doing his job. Johnson, the cameraman, is he's. He's salt of the earth. I, he's he's I, just working, working, probably does two jobs, by the way. But I, Tyler what? Bate, Tyler Bate, you know, in, in between his focusing and centering, just destroying equipment that other people have to answer for. Tyler Bate didn't sign out that camera from the AV room. Johnson this is, did. This is ridiculous. Technola Matthews, Tyler Bate's a thug. Be a star, Tyler <laughs> and Flab, I can speak from experience on this. We let someone use our mic at a show. We played it a long time ago. We threw it on the ground. The mic mount got all damaged and stuff. Tyler Bate, I'm calling you out. See you in there. You're 3,000 miles away, Flap. What are you doing? I agree with you. I And I, I love your initiative. And I love the fact that your you initiative? are. He's looking at his ass kicked. I love the fact <laughs> that Flap he is is not letting no. you. He's, he's taking a stand. He's taking a mic stand here, and he's going. He's he's going to defend Johnson, the cameraman, who now probably isn't going to be able to buy his wife an anniversary gift because he has to replace a camera that he didn't bring. We got to move on. Uh, <laughs> XT two point where we're more civil apparently to cameraman. Zoe Stark returns, and she has a few words for the women's champion and Mandy Rose. But before there's that dust off involving Cora Jade and all that, first question I have for you, Jack. Manny Rose saying she's one of the greatest, if not the greatest, NXT Women's Champion of all time. Number four on the all-time list, I believe. What do you make of this run? Zoe Stark seems to be her biggest challenger yet, but Mandy is not bothered. We just said a, a little bit ago that Mako Satomura says things like, uh, everyone says they can beat me, but no one ever does. I think Mandy Rose is in a very similar situation. Lots of people show up and lots of people are like, this is the one that's going to beat Mandy Rose. Never seems to happen, though. Mandy Rose seems to find a way to hold on to that title. Fourth longest now. Toodaloo to you, too, Paige. That's what she said. Quote of the night in my book. And uh, she's crawling up those rankings. And I think it won't be very long before she's number one. Honest question. Is Mandy Rose the best women's champion of all time? I think it's hard to argue she isn't. She's the face of a new brand. I mean, when you think of NXT 2.0, who do you think of? You think of Braun Breaker? You think of Mandy Rose? Do you? I mean, Dolph Ziggler's up there. Pretty cool. Tony D. Well, Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler 
transcends the 1.0 2.0. He's the greatest. He's the greatest NXT champion of all time. Uh, kind of a serious question. Zoe Stark is back, but it's a whole different landscape since she was injured. 2.0 is the, the surface, but there's more characters, different roles are on the rosters. Can Zoe Stark find her way in this mix despite the championship match she has on the horizon with Mandy Rose? I don't like her odds against Mandy Rose because Mandy Rose is probably going to become the longest reigning champion in NXT history. However, I do think that Zoe Stark is someone that comes in with just raw athleticism and power that is unmatched in NXT 2.0 right now. And that's going to be something that gives her the leverage to, at the very least, make a way for herself one way or the other. So I think she'll be very, very successful. Do I think that she's going to be the one that beats Mandy Rose? Well, no, no one's going to beat Mandy Rose. But Oof. I think that Zoe Stark is definitely going to be successful. She's just too powerful, too talented, and just uh, too physically gifted. Hey, Cora Jade's around the mix too, but Roxanne Perez is back. Hey, we'll talk to, talk to you about the tag team situation a little bit later. But Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade does have unfinished business. NXT Heatwave is on the horizon. This could be the match that potentially seals the show. Cora Jade, Roxanne Perez? It really could. And I'm excited to see it because I think that this is a uh, – we talk about new chapters. And, of course, NXT 2.0 turned a new chapter a long time ago. And there's been a lot of steps along the way in changing that. But Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez as being a highlight matchup really feels like a – completely new generation of talent in the ring getting featured. And so it's very cool to see. Of course, Cora Jade's going to win that match. Of course, Cora Jade is going to get the advantage here and get the win. She's proven already. She's already steps ahead of Roxanne Perez. She's already chess mastering her way to this victory. Roxanne Perez, she's too in the moment. She's, she's, she's trying to enjoy the moment as it is, but Cora Jade doing the right thing is always thinking ahead, always thinking of the next step. So I think it's going to be cool for the new brand. It's going to be cool for the new generation, but this is Cora Jade's match. Yeah. Jack says, think in a moment, unless you're dealing with the cameraman. Dylan Matthews says, just as for Indy Hartwell, if you want to shock the world, you get Indy Hartwell to the throw Manny. Well, I'll be shocked for one because it would come back completely left field. What? Indy Hartwell? Is that still a thing, Jack? Yeah, Indy Hartwell's she's a little too lost. I think what in, if if I'm if I'm in Indy Hartwell's ear and I'm able to speak with her, I'm saying, look, you need to go chat with the Toxic Attraction girls, not to get the title shot, but be one of the cool kids, be one of the cool people. Go chat with them. You know, it's think of it like the movie Mean Girls, except with a better ending where all the girls come together and stay the Mean Girls and stay ruling the school instead of breaking up. I That's think she better? should. She should join Toxic Attraction. She should be a part of Toxic Attraction. Indy Hartwell has always been at her best when she has a family around her. And there's no better family than Toxic Attraction in NXT 2.0. Well, to be fair, Indy Hartwell had a match against second-generation star Ariana Grace, the, the daughter of Santina Morella. Uh, but I would say it took her a little bit longer to dispatch Ariana. Maybe it's a little bit of a, a lost step, maybe a little slower than before. I don't think that the length of time in this situation really reflects anything on Indy Hartwell because I think, like you said, second-generation wrestlers, thats you're going to get a tougher fight than I think most people would expect. But also there's game plans and things like that. Sometimes the plan isn't to go for the quick knockout. Sometimes the plan is to have the longer match and to maybe take things out a little bit longer. So I don't think that matters per se. I think Indy, Indy's talented. I just think she needs to start sitting at the cool kids' table. <laughs> cool kids table that's debatable all right let's talk about that women's tag team situation so it looks like a lunder play 
A Electra Blaze, y'all, which, to be honest with you, to be fair, I was kind of surprised it wasn't Medusa, but hey, A Electra Blaze uh, <laughs> announced it's going to be a future four-way uh, elimination, we love elimination matches, tag team matches to determine the new uh, NXT Women's Championships of the tag team division. I think that the teams are here, uh, Tatum, Pax, and Ivy Nile. I guess I've kind of sort of dive in mind against Katana Chance and Caden Carter versus Ulyssa Leon of Downing and Very Lifter Royce and Toxic Attraction. Uh, here's the thing, Jack. The women's tag team divisions in WWE have all seen better days, but this could be a sort of a new era. We talked about how many times Katana Chance and Caden Carter have had opportunities. Is this their last stand? No, this is not their last stand. And I say that because this is a team that clearly is going to keep on trying, keep on running towards the titles, whether or not it seems like it's likely going to happen. They're not going to give up. They're going to keep on going. This is their destiny. So is it the last stand? No. Do I think they're going to win the match? Also, no. Okay. So, Alundra Blaze, does that make sense to you? Or are we thinking Medusa as well? I always call her Medusa. Uh, so always? I'm a, Medusa, I'm a Medusa person. Yeah. I mean, she was way better at Medusa. But, like, Alundra Blaze has a thing. I feel like Medusa put the thing in the trash, right? I, I don't it, was, it, was, it was Medusa that put it in the trash. Uh, I've also always liked that she wore red, white, and blue. And it was, like, Mad USA. Yeah. Uh, the but, best monster truck. Hands down. Um, so, she's always been Medusa to me. Uh, but uh, I think it's – well, I'm curious, and anyone in the chat maybe, let us know what you think. Did you get the reference? Are we getting to a point where that reference is too far back, or is that uh, um, is it still good? Sorry about that. Some of the storms happening in Nashville. Uh, th so I think they did the, the, the good job in mentioning it. Like, well, this is just shades of what happened before. But you're right. That's something that I forget about as a deep cut now in my brain because I've been around that happen. I don't think the new generation even cares. Yeah. Do you think – I mean, maybe if they did like a video or something because that happened in – was it 96? That had to be, yeah, 1997. So, like 26 years ago, I get what, well, like, that's a long, that's a long time ago. Oh, yeah, that, that is technically older than Austin Theory and Tyler Bate, to let you know. <laughs> Just give you a reference of time. That's right. So, <laughs> there are probably a lot of people that maybe don't even know, um, not even know. Uh, Just shut the flat in the chat says, uh, gotta be honest, Jack, had to use a web search engine. Is it Bing, the premier search engine, or did you use Google? Let me know. There's three people that use Bing, and I think it's it's you, Novanta, and Flobito. <laughs> Talk about deep cuts. Shout out to uh, <laughs> So we, we mentioned uh, – uh, damn, I hate you. We mentioned how you allocated Paxley. Let's talk about the actual Diamond Mine because they were in the main event uh, this week. Diamond Mine, the men, it's against the D'Angelo family. I mean, now, Electra Lopez, Banner, ringside, hashtag, where Santos – but it seems that this warfare, which you called, I'll be the first one to admit, you said you want to see the guys happening, seems to be pretty much an easy pickings for the Angelo family. I don't know, Jack. I always give other promotions flack for this, having stables with not much of a cause. But after this week, I feel the Angelo family could be doing something else. I don't know what that is, though. Doing something else? Flobo, that's why you're not the head of the family. That's why you don't run the show. Tony D'Angelo is looking and he's assessing threats. He's assessing the people that could challenge him and he's going at them. And the reason he's been so successful is because he doesn't wait for a reason. He just goes and attacks before the other guys have a chance to get ready. He got the jump on uh, um, Legado del Fantasma. 
He got the jump now on Diamond Mine. And frankly, I think if I am in the schism, I am watching my back because it probably won't be long before Tony D'Angelo takes them out as well. I hate to say this, but if you want to compare the schism to the D'Angelo family, at least I know what the schism's about. They're a bunch of creepos. But D'Angelo's always been doing references, which is fine, but it gets to a point where it's like, what is your business? What are you trying to achieve? Are you making money? You're not supposed to know, Flo, but that's the whole that's the whole point. If you tell him what know. he's doing. Please tell me. Yeah, he's, he's gonna come over. Somebody's yeah, I made people I made people sleep <laughs> with the fishes. Yeah, what is he, what is he yeah. supposed to do? Come out here and tell you what he does? I mean, have you seen have you seen The Godfather? Have you I, seen, seen it? The They're Godfather like, didn't wrestle matches on Tuesday night. What does wrestling have to do with your business? Bada boom. Let, look, a casino didn't have anything to do with the real business in casino. The come real business was laundering money. The casino was just there to to prop things up. That's the same thing with wrestling. It's just there to uh, to do a, a to to do a side factor of the business here. Okay. I mean, you know, look, people people who understand business get it, Flo. But I, I, this isn't a business podcast. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> talk about charts and figures and and powerpoints and and Microsoft Excel on here. But the head of the family gets it. The head of the family understands business. And and I would say that wrestling is to the Tony D'Angelo business as the casino was in the movie Casino. Which is actually one of my favorite crime films, the other one being Kalito's Way. Flap says, you come here in the day of my daughter's wrestling match. That right <laughs> there is a dope reference. Uh, is Diamond Mine still forever? We always ask this question, but they will never L. I mean, how can they? It's going to come down to Roderick Strong. I think that Roderick Strong has done a very good job of diamond of, of working with Diamond Mine. I think he was just a little too slow to get where he wanted to get, or I think that Tony D'Angelo was just too fast and a little too and more aggressive than he expected. Everything that Roderick Strong has been doing has been to toughen Diamond Mine and make them oh. harder and make them stronger. And you look at la the the other week when uh, even when. Damon Kemp and Roger Strong having a match, and he was getting distracted. Roger mm -hmm. Strong still went for the win. He still went for the throat. He was teaching them about being aggressive, about doing whatever it takes to win. And it almost fractured the group. But now this enemy, this rivalry with the D'Angelo family could bring them all back together under a common cause. And now they're tougher and they understand what it takes to win – it may make them dangerous enough to actually take on the D'Angelo family. I just, I think that D'Angelo getting the jump on them may be the big difference here. And that changes the entire aspect of this. If this, if this confrontation happened, maybe a, a month down the road, we could be having a different conversation, but I think Tony D'Angelo saw that. And that's why he had Electra uh, Lopez doing so much work to make the docs profitable and make this situation better. The Doctor Orlando. Got it. Uh, let's say DrippedInGold.com, the 100th episode of Draped in Gold. We do have merch. Take the shirt. Get yourself a America Announced Team shirt at bit.ly or bit.ly slash Draped in Gold. Jack has theirs. I made the mistake of getting mine onto a sweater, so I'm not going to wear it for like a couple months, but you can get yours at uh, bit.ly. Episode 100 is rolling on. What's up, Jack? What? What? What no, is this? I love, I love the sweaters. I got so many sweaters, but I live in Southern California. Like, how often do I get to wear sweaters? But I love January. the sweaters, so I keep buying them. Yeah, exactly. They're so soft, though. They totally are. They, I'm not they're just saying great. That. I am if just saying that. In a cold climate, get the sweater. Yeah, don't do that like now. That'd be the worst. I mean, do it now if you want to, please. <laughs> but, yeah. You're a terrible uh, salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. No. All right. Don't buy my shirt. <laughs> 
Let's talk about the things that are terrible. Zion Quinn's wearing pink and black. Like it's another other wrestler I don't want to talk about. But he had a match to get the Apollo Cruz, which let's be real. Why is Apollo Cruz wasting his time with Zion Quinn? Jack, why? Um, Quinn is uh, is struggling big time, and um, I wish I had some kind of uh, some kind of reason or rhyme or whatever. I I don't know what's going on with Zion Quinn. I think maybe uh, maybe he needs a change of scenery. Maybe he needs to uh, chat with Robert Stone and get some guidance over there. But uh, he's just getting mopped everywhere he goes. I mean, whether it be against Sanga, whether it be against Apollo, whether it be against whoever he's in the ring with. I think he needs to figure some things out. And um, I don't know. I, I just hope that all the clues that we're seeing on, on Raw, you know, the the mystery promo with the, uh, you know, has like, it has uh, the Hardy Boys stuff and the, it yeah. has, the uh, has McFoley stuff and it has the RKO and it has the, the, the metal. Don't do it, don't I'm just do hoping it. it's Zion. Don't, don't do it. No. I'm hoping. <laughs> no. I'm hoping. That Zion one. Quinn has just been working really hard on those vignettes, and that's where he's going, and he's going to be on Raw. I hope it's Zion Quinn you... that makes his way to Raw. Shout out to Lamb, vignette. who mentioned our, our long-term crockpot booking last week. Sock Monkey Mike says that Quinn, Mike Wexler's pick for a future NXT champion, the X Factor. Ugh. <laughs> just, ugh. I got to move on because I'm disgusted. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's... To, to, look, to, to his point, Zion Quinn has tools. It's just something's not working. I was saying that for months. I was in Miami saying that, and that was what three months ago. It's done. I'm not. I'm not. I'm saying, like, look, he's on a. He's in a slump. He's in a losing streak right now. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's he's knocking it out of the park. I'm just saying, if you think someone has an offer, if you say, I'm not going to drag Mike Wexler for picking Zion Quinn. I mean, is what I'm saying, you could drag him. I'll do it. I'm just kidding. Love you, Mike. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mike Wexler. If that's the X factor, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That was, that was very, that was very Jack Tunney of you. Very <laughs> <of> you. <laughs> I don't want this. All right. So let's talk about the most social media moment of the week. Uh, it was actually the vignette of Solo Sokoa against Von Wagner. And well, my, let me editorialize at the top. I think Solo Sokoa has done the best job of making Von Wagner into something I want to see in a matchup. And I'm being completely honest with you, but I do feel like there's almost too much ooze for his own. Good. Solo Sokoa, Von Wagner is going in a falls count anywhere match next week, which seems to be Solo's signature matchup. Jack, what do you make of this? Von Wagner's world or is Solo Sokoa's island street? I don't know. Yeah, Solo Sokoa just has the street. Von Wagner has the entire world. So I think the advantage goes to him. This, to me, when I look at all the things Von Wagner's done to, to show dominance, I mean, and he's done a lot of things. He's gone camping. He's thrown guys out into the uh, thrown guys out into the crowd, uh, but I think this was the ultimate show of dominance. The fact that he went to SmackDown and went to the streets, which Solo Sokoa is the champion of, he beat him up in the streets right outside of SmackDown, right outside where the Usos were, and didn't hesitate. Beat him down, left him in a pile of himself, and then came out today and said, "I'm the street champion now, and if you want to do something about it, I." dare you that was the most powerful move von wagner has ever made and 
I know he was a, a hot start favorite when NXT 2.0 started, uh, much like a, a Zion Quinn, where a lot of people were picking him, but no, didn't quite get the hot start that we expected. But right now, I, I look at his I look at his confidence. I look at the fact that he doesn't care that the girl that was hanging out with him is gone now because now he can focus on beating people up. And I think that he's focused. I think he's dangerous. And I think that Von Wagner is going to dominate Solo Sokoa. Sidebar, not our show, but Maxine Dupree doesn't hit the same. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, call her Max. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah, it's uh, with all due respect to Maxine, the whole thing maximum male models works because of Max Dupree. Like <laughs> without Dupree, it doesn't. Even if it's the same name, Max is what made it great. I, I you so, take him out, and you're missing the point. Would you want to see the return of LA Knight? I would love to see LA Knight. Oh, would you want to, I'd see, love Max? to see Max Dupree? I'd love to see Max Dupree and LA Knight. I'd love to see LA Knight join Maximum Male Models. Okay, stop with that. Stop, stop, stop. Would, do you think Max Dupree would, would consider having LA Knight? Yeah. No, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not playing that game. We've seen that with Elrod. Not doing it. Uh, hey, let's talk it's, about it's his game. Whose game is it? Uh, let's talk about that that kind of selection, right? The, the draft is two months away, I think, give or take on season premiere. Question I usually ask you on the show here and there, you're a phantom GM and you have a choice of two picks. Who would you rather draft to team a Jack? Would you rather draft these two opponents, Giovanni Vinci or Andre Chase? At this point. I would rather draft Giovanni Vinci. Ooh, and I would rather draft Giovanni Vinci because he's got the look, he's got the style, he's got the presentation you want. He's got some, he's someone that if you're showing advertisers and you're showing uh, TV network executives that this is the star of my show, then it's someone that makes people go, Ooh, I like that. That guy looks cool. He's got style, he's got flair, he's got pizzazz, he's got panache. panache. When you get Chase, you. What are you saying to your advertisers? What are you saying to the networks? These are rookies. These guys right out of school. These are guys still learning. These are guys not developed yet. Network execs don't want to develop. They don't want to learn. They don't want people who are going to get there. They want the people who can sell commercials right now. And let me tell you, I think Giovanni Vinci right now could go on a commercial and say, that's metal in your lungs. And I think everyone would give up vaping. I I don't know how many times you guys get that commercial in the UK, but here, oh my god! <laughs> all right, I'll I'll, I mean, I'll, pay, I'll take out smoking just to quit. Just stop playing the ad. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, uh, I mean, <laughs> I think if he told me to, I would definitely go to the general and save some time. <laughs> my shout out to Monge is asking, is that a storm in Nashville? Yes, we have thunderstorms planned for the next five days. Uh, it's about 89 degrees and about 75% humidity. It's absolutely a wet blanket out there. So, yep, that's thunderstorms and flashes. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Jack Hayes chase you. Sounds good to me. You know? <laughs> so also, I don't, I don't hate chase you. I do think that while they're in the UK, I really hope that. Chase speaks with uh, Eddie Dennis and Eddie Dennis can sort of train him a little bit on how to, how to truly educate and really pull the best out of the people. with. I think there's a little too much smiling going on at Chase. You, I think there's a little too much happiness and friendliness. I think that Eddie Dennis would find a way to show Chase how to truly beat some knowledge into your students. <sighs> 
They're both jerks. Uh, Grayson Waller, Wesley. Grayson Waller looks like for many times of this past year, he was supposed to be the presumptive call-up. Wesley, surprising me, was able to over-deliver as a singles competitor. This one here was kind of a unique matchup. They were both similar on paper, but it felt like two entities going in different directions. Jack? Before the match, I, you know, I, I felt bad. I almost texted you uh, because I felt so bad. That, well, I I mean, Grayson <laughs> Waller looked right at you, Flobo, and was like, you must embarrass yourself when you look in the mirror. I was like, man, he is just ripping into Flobo right now. I hope you feel I hope you're I hope why are you such a jerk to me? <laughs> I hope that didn't I hope that didn't uh I'm used to it really it's bother you too much. Um Dad, is that you? I've decided uh I've decided Grayson Waller's not cocky because you're not cocky when you back it up. And this guy has been able to back it up week in and week out. He got a big win over Wesley. Uh he's he gets big wins when he needs to, and he shows that even if he loses, he's going to put up a fight, and he's been through some pretty hard-hitting matches. So I've got a lot of respect for Grayson Waller. I don't think he's cocky anymore. I think he's just confident. Well, it seemed that even in defeat, uh, Wes Lee got attacked in the back of the head by boxer Trip Williams? Yeah, Trick Williams. You know, That's my question. Floats, floats <laughs> like a butterfly, stings like a bee. Trick Williams uh, showing that he has hands. You know, I mean, we always talk about wrestling, but the thing about pro wrestling is it, it factors in all types of combat. And I know we get all excited, like, oh, you can wrestle, but you can also jump off the top rope. Oh, yeah. you can wrestle, but you can also do different moves on the ground. You can do chokes. You can do submissions. You can do judo. You can throw. You can slam, whatever. But then when someone starts throwing hands, like, oh, he's a boxer? Yeah. It's combat, Flobo. I had no idea. Combat. The fact that people aren't ready for pure boxing is why trick Williams is so smart to embrace it. And I think that he's going to catch a lot of people off guard with his hands. <laughs> his what? <laughs> Let's go. It's Just a... how fast they were. Did you hear the sound my fists made when I punched? All I saw are blurs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got injured right now. There's not enough frames per second on this channel. <laughs> it's been four minutes to fit your screen. All right. So, <laughs> It's not time for any questions. These are things I've came across watching NXT 2.0. Maybe you can help me out with that as we wrap this up. Episode 100 of Trip to Go. Can't believe it. Uh, JD McDonough rolls up in a luxury car but can't get a cop ticket to a show? What gives, Jack? It just shows how scared Braun Breaker is pulling strings there at NXT 2.0 to make sure that JD can't get in. I mean... Look, JD clearly could get in. I mean, clearly he's supposed to be there, but I know I, they didn't necess necessarily say this, but I know because I can read between the lines. Braun mm. Breaker is trying to make sure that JD can't get in there because Braun Breaker's scared of JD, and JD pointing out the fact that he could pick people apart anywhere he wants to, anyone he wants to, just by looking at them. I think Braun Breaker knows that JD's got his number. Wendy Chu had a nightmare. Is this the start of a new chapter for Miss Chu? I think that's proof. I think she's obsessed with Tiffany Stratton. You know who's not thinking about their opponent constantly, day in and day out? Everyone else. Wendy Chu, she's so obsessed with Tiffany Stratton. It's dangerous. It's scary. And we talk about people who shouldn't be able to get in the building. I think Wendy Chu shouldn't be able to get in the building. I think that she has shown <laughs> that she has 
such a frightening obsession with Tiffany Stratton that this has gone beyond pro wrestling. And I think that we need to do whatever we can to keep her away from Tiffany Stratton. It is kind of weird. She has a bed, but no bedroom. Uh, Axiom had the comic book intro like Zia Lee, but this way it's a new challenge. Axiom, do you think he'll be embraced by the NXT 2.0 universe? Yes, I think because I know who's under the mask. I think that he's a superstar. And I think he's going to do great things. And I think he's going to sell you a lot know. of merch. Well, it can't be Nathan Frazier because he's back now with Chase U. Nathan Frazier, Chase U, you in or not? No, I don't like Nathan Frazier uh, being a part of Chase U. What kind of school just lets people who don't even go there like hold the flag? What a disrespectful person he is to think that, oh, hey, Brody, I know you work and go to the school constantly every day and learn or actually part of it and you pay the tuition, but can I get all the benefits? No. Well, I mean, this isn't. This isn't the internet where you get to just steal things. What's life without shortcuts, though, man? I mean, <laughs> let's be real. That's the problem. You always like the guys who take shortcuts. I like the wrestlers that do things the hard way. Like A. Dennis? Yes. Kiana James had a power pro PowerPoint promo. He worked for Drew Gulak, but she calls him the kid of lions. Is this a smart move for Kiana James? Kiana James is analytical. That's my type of wrestler. I like I like analytical wrestlers like Lance Storm, uh, like Drew Gulak. And I think that Kiana James can be very successful because she doesn't let emotion get in the way. She purely thinks strategy. So she thinks she's going to win or no? Of course she's going to win. She wouldn't get in the match if she didn't mathematically know she was going to win. I am high on Kiana James. I think she has a bright future at NXT 2.0. And if you guys don't, I always say this. I'm an advocate. Watch Level Up. Yeah, there are a bunch of rookies. You don't really know what's going on. Some characters kind of like not quite there quite yet. But I do think it's a good way to see. And it has such a vibe. Friday night, Saturday afternoon, just watching some wrestling of the rookies. Level Up is cool because uh, any of the shows, and I, I say it's for any shows, where you get to see people who are first starting and like kind of growing into their spot. That's why when uh, some of us become fans of wrestlers, you're like, how did they? Why are you a fan of that person? It's because I've watched them since they came up, and you can appreciate how far they come, whether or not they become world champions. I always say this: Sheamus is actually one of the greatest products of WWE, CW, alongside Kofi Kingston. Uh, deep cuts all around. All right, mm -hmm. uh, two more for you: Alba Fire and Last Legend. Here is a clash of styles. I'm starting to like be really behind. What gives, Jack? Am I off my rocker? This is no, this is going to be fun. I, I agree with you. It's a clash of styles that I, I don't think that we expected. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be really enjoyable. It's uh, a bit like uh, uh, chicken and waffles. When someone first says that, you're like, that's kind of a weird combination. But then when you ever have it, you're like, wow, that actually pays pretty well. It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think you would. have. I, I didn't expect these two to have such a such a good uh, chemistry. But man, I want to see it now. And lastly, Zoe Stark had a match against Gigi Dolan uh, this week. And, of course, she won. I mean, Zoe Stark talking about. But she won so handedly and so decisively. It makes you wonder, do you think Mandy Rose would try to add toxic attraction? Will that be a fourth one? I mean, we're talking about Indy Hartwell, but do you think they would add a fourth one? I think they should. I think they definitely – I mean – Clearly, half of the roster wants to be a part of NXT, or half half the roster wants to be a part of Toxic Attraction. I mean, why wouldn't you want to be the only the half that doesn't want to be part of Toxic Attraction? They just know they can't. They don't want to get their hopes up. But the ones like you have so many people that want to be a part of it that are talented that could fit in there. Yeah, I think they absolutely should add someone, and I think that uh, they probably got a very good list of people who could get in there. Monch and call me shortcut boys. I don't like that at all. You're unfollowed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so that comes to the end of our show. Draped in gold, 100 episodes, over two years doing this. Lockdown, no lockdown, in a booth. 
Uh, Jack, before we get to the social medias and call outs, anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? Um, you know, this episode had a little bit of a different feel to it in the similar vein that Raw had a little different bit of a different feel to it. Maybe not as dramatic, but it did feel like things were kind of going in a different direction. I like it. It's been interesting, and I can't wait to see what happens next. Oh, yeah. You know, 2.0 had a lot of storyline beats, and it can be dense at times. But like I said this week uh, with the women's division, the fact that we have more stories than ever before is a good thing for that sport. And I know the guys can hold it down when we give them the opportunity. So more and more divisions are getting more love, and that's what wrestling is really all about. Mm -hmm. uh, now, time for the MVP of NXT. Who's look out for you this week? This one, without a, a shadow of a doubt, goes to Dragunov. The fact that Dragunov had the injury – fought through it and didn't just fight through it didn't just survive but he thrived again but busted up back i don't know exactly what was wrong but clearly there was an issue still was able to hoist up wolfgang and get the win i gotta go dragging off after today uh i actually had nigel mcginnis the way he totally like backhanded compliment <laughs> the entire time he can't get a date but he's in the ring right now to me it was like it was hilarious uh but in, in all seriousness it does seem like it's zoe stark's time she had an opportunity to show what she could make of i do think with more reps she'd be able to be more comfortable in her skin it looks like for the short time being she's going to be the linchpin of the top of that division why not zoe stark jack farmer I agree. Yeah. If I want to follow you online or engage with you or just become your friend, how I go about doing that? The best way to follow me is to follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm always chatting with folks on Twitter. Uh, also, I have a Twitch stream now, so uh, you go follow me, Real Jack Farmer, on Twitch, where I chat about pro wrestling every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Monday is the Power Ranking Test, the flagship show, where I rank the top 25 wrestlers across all pro wrestling. So who won out? AEW, WWE, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, whatever. I put them all into a big blender and I rank them there top 25 every Monday at 10 a.m. I hate his channel, twitch.tv slash Real Jack Farmer with its emotes and its graphics package and its fan engagement and its entertaining talk. Patooey. Anyway. It's true. It's terrible. Yeah, for real. Don't, don't go. See, I'm the worst salesman. Uh <laughs> It's proven. Uh, yeah, Global Voice, man. DrapedInGold.com. Follow me at, at Global Voice on that Twitter. Just say, hey, hello. Thanks so much. You know, I appreciate you. Or, hey, I hate your show. I won't appreciate you as much, but it means a lot to me anyway. Uh, uh, and also, Draped and Gold is back every Thursday. Jack is going on assignment next week. He's out there going to make sure he gets the best content for his Twitch channel. So we'll have a special guest here next week. But enough about all oh, of can that. I, can I say something before we sign off? Sorry to interrupt. I, I know you're wearing the, the clothes out, but uh, it's 100 episodes, folks. And if you're watching this long end, thank you so much. If you've been watching 100 episodes, thank you so much. But you got to do us a favor here because it has been far too long. No matter how you engage the show, whether you engage on YouTube or Twitch or however you listen, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and leave a little note. It's We haven't gotten a – I'll be honest. We haven't gotten a five-star review in a while now. We haven't gotten a note in a while now. So go on there and leave us a five-star review and a nice note. I feel like we've earned it. It's 100 episodes. Take a second, head over there, five-star review, and a little note. Jack's the better salesman confirmed. I like that. That was very cool. <laughs> I should be doing that more often. Uh, but – now I have to awkwardly go back to you and say, uh, this is the end of the show. Uh, until next time, Jack Farmer, say the words. Do your best and be yourself. Or else.